Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center podcast feed, and this is one of our deep dive episodes, our Bakta Tank of Talk. I can't wait to splash in. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm Ken Napsuck. So happy to be here. I got my little back to tunic on, my back to underpants on. We're ready. <laughs> I got my back to underpants on, and I'm ready to talk about Boba Fett. That's what we're going to be doing this week. We're going to be talking about getting ready for Book of Boba Fett. Is this episode is released? It's almost here, so we're going to speculate hopefully responsibly. But before we dive into that, we always want to let you know that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. You can get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. 
This week, we are recommending Tempest Runner by Kevin Scott. It is a great adventure in the High Republic epic saga still being told. It will be being told for a while. So jump into Tempest Runner audiobook if you'd like. If you want to, you can go to audibletrial.com slash center for that free audiobook. But that is not all. Not all, not all at all. Uh, we have another offer from our fine friends at Inside Editions, publisher of a ton of great Star Wars books, and they are offering 35% off across their website. If you use this special link, insideditions.com slash discount slash FC35. This week, we're recommending the Inside Editions book, The Secrets of the Sith. Learn all about the secrets of Team Sheeb. Again, use this link, InsideEditions.com slash discount slash FC35. That's FC35. And enjoy a fine book from Inside Editions. There you go. Yeah, we love Secrets of the Jedi. We love Secrets of the Sith. Both great holiday gifts. And I'm really hoping for a Boba Fett's journal. <laughs> Ooh, like the actual book of Boba Fett. The, I didn't even mean to make that joke. But yes, that is the <laughs> joke I accidentally made. The actual book of Boba Fett. Boba Fett's thoughts. <laughs> These things write themselves inside editions. Well, you know what? I really hope the, you know, left for dead on the sands of Tatooine. I hope that is actually the first line in his autobiography that he's writing down in the show. You know what? I've thought, you know what? We're going to talk about, I, I'm joking a little bit, but I also have thought, could this be the opening and scene in the last scene or him writing his book like he's Frodo? <laughs> That line, that line is so epic, right? It's yeah. so like, uh, yeah, building the legend of himself. You wonder who I am? Left for dead on the sands yeah. of Tatooine. It's so great. Uh, I'm excited to talk about the book of Boba Fett. It is, of course, premiering December 29th on Disney+. Plus. Uh, so we just want to get ready by discussing uh, why we're excited, our hopes, our dreams, our guesses, our wild but responsible speculation. And, of course, uh, one of my favorite things to discuss on podcast, Ken, uh, are caveats. <laughs> yes. Little warnings for the audience. Um, to deal with the holidays, we're getting a, ahead of our recording schedule a little bit. So recording this a little earlier. So by the time that this episode actually releases, I would imagine about 18 different 30-second commercials will be released. <laughs> for Book of Boba Fett, maybe another big trailer. Uh, so just please uh, sit back, enjoy uh, just the cruel reality of linear time. We're recording this a little bit earlier in a couple of things we talk about or speculate uh, might be just totally uh, confirmed or uh, denied by a commercial uh, by the time this episode actually comes out. Any, any other caveat thoughts, Ken? No, I think that's great. It's like we've got all these return, uh, you know, the return ready, all the titles of these TV spots. So we're going to have the dinner, the bath, the breakfast. <laughs> like we're, we'll know everything by these TV spots. And you know what? I love them. There's so many of them. It, it, as a podcaster, as a Star Wars podcaster, you, you could almost get like 2% annoyed of like, oh, God, another 28 seconds of footage you have to analyze. But then as a fan, I'm just like, give me more. This is getting me hyped up. So happy to have this conversation. Yeah. And I love that they're all R's so far, you know? So yeah. what other R's? We, you can get romance, regurgitation. What, what are we going to get for the R's? Relaxation. <laughs> Back to that Bacta tank. Yeah. Relaxation. Just all right. that hookah bar in the center of the, of the palace. Oh, yeah. yeah. Get get Jabba's snackquarium going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Let's, Ken, let's start our discussion with just hype level. Um, how excited are you for this show and, and why are you at whatever level uh, other, other kind of big picture thing I'm curious about is if you're at the same excitement level that you've been since the tag at the end of Mandalorian season two, or if there's been a change. 
What's uh, what's the scale on our show, Data Bank Dive on the Companion? We have Lobots. What's the <laughs> height? What's the scale? Is it? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, how many? How many? Uh, Boba Fett. Uh, uh, three sawed off. E three blasters. Right. Uh, out of ten. Ten E threes being the highest. One being the lowest. Where are you at? Right now, I am at a nine point one E eleven blasters. There. Uh, now, <laughs> I think I started about. I think five or six is always my default to new Star Wars, right? Because we love Star Wars. It's a great time to be a Star Wars fan. All those things. So, oh, new Star Wars series? And it's about Boba Fett? I'm already 50% excited. Uh, but I I am really excited now. Really excited. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I am right up there with uh, a 10. I think the only thing that would break the scale is, you know, whatever scale we use for Kenobi, uh, it will go beyond 10. It will break. Uh, but I'm I'm so hyped for for Boba Fett. But I'm I'm curious for you of, of how you got how you got so high, yeah, <laughs> on the hype meter. What is it? Uh, we'll talk about lots of details, but in general, like, what's a big picture of why you're excited? I get high with a little help from my friends. Um, <laughs> the, from, yeah, Boba Fett tracks in there pretty well. I get yeah, high with a little help from Boba Fett. Yeah. Um, and as my my nine point one scale, that point nine of unexcitement is almost related to like yeah 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 yeah. But when's Kenobi, right? Like, <laughs> I've got to be honest, that's a little bit of it. And that's what uh, already we were looking forward to so many wonderful shows. Mando season two ends with that tag, amazing tag, fun tag, and I just was so caught off guard, like we all were. Which by the way, I'm more of that. I'd love to be just completely caught off guard as a Star Wars fan. Um, that I just kind of hovered around a, all right, I guess we'll see, which is, doesn't mean I'm not excited. It just means like, all right, show me what you got. <laughs> and now here we are. You're going to show me what we got. And then it's just gotten bigger and better because the TV spots, they aren't like, they're all, you know, you can, I think we can all agree. They've so far to the time this recording have been, you know, mostly maybe episode one or two footage and all that kind of, you can have those kind of thoughts when you're watching them. But I just, uh, you know, I like the look of it. I like the feel. And I just, I like, I got to tell you, uh, love Fennec Shan. Love uh, Ming-Na Wen. Can't wait to see her uh, front and center, not just a side character. I love the energy of Tamora Morrison's Boba Fett. I just right. didn't think I'd love it that much. Um, I love him as Django. I, lo I love it. He's great. But like, man, it's something special. Uh, this middle-aged Boba Fett wearing the robes underneath the armor. I'm so love with it and and the energy he brings. I just want to see what he's going to do. Yeah, there's something really fun about the character that y you know is a, you know, a uh, uh, still waters run deep kind of vibe that Tamara Morrison has and that is just no BS, right? Like yeah. he's he's so communicating that vibe that he's going to tell you exactly what he thinks and in the weird star wars galaxy that's going to mostly be about you know uh crime and <laughs> being yeah. a bounty hunter but you also get get the sense that it, you know if you asked him you know if, if he thought spotchka was a good drink he will tell you exactly what he thinks or he'll tell you it's a dumb question and he doesn't want to talk about it right now like it's just <laughs> that just uh, yeah. no bs i am who i am and i say what i mean and that's it and if i have yeah. a lot to say i'll say a lot and if i don't have much to say i won't say much don't ask me follow-up questions yeah i am boba <laughs> fett drinker of spotchka yeah, <laughs> a subpar alcohol, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you're really, really right to point out just, just the power of his his presence in the character choices they've made with him uh, uh, so far. Um, I think for me, I, I was really hyped at the end of Mandalorian Season 2 with that tag uh, because there's just this rich combination to me of the old and the new. Mm -hmm. um, for the old, we've got just uh, that it's Boba Fett, right? Um, 
fans of Boba Fett uh, uh, can be of many ages, can be any age, right? But from my perspective, growing up with the original trilogy, uh, the Boba Fett, Boba Fett returning, getting more answers on who he is and what he cares about and seeing him finally use those beautiful knee darts. It's just really, for me, it's setting off this sort of like deep, old Star Wars nursery (laughs) in my soul of like, I I can uh, break down the like thematic things and ideas and and I'm going to, you can't stop me. Uh, But I'm also just responding to this like wide eyed child. Like he's so cool. What's Mm. he going to do next? You know? (laughs) Yeah. I'm behind you on that in the sense of everything we've seen like him at that uh, dinner table, uh, having this business meeting. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it seems that it's all about to explode. Right. And that's what I've loved about uh, a lot of the tomorrow Morrison, uh, energy and, and, and that episode of, of Mando. Uh, I love you, some of your thoughts about kind of this, uh, Boba Fett confirm, confirming his stance on violence, uh, <laughs> even though he might be a little different and changed and have grown. And so I just, I look at this episode, I'm like, you know, Boba Fett for all the things he might be and all the things we might learn about him, he is still the guy that uh, I was scared Luke was fighting in Jedi. Right. Yeah, no, you, you, the, the violence is still there, certainly uh, from the trailers, the violence and the honor. Yeah, so it's Boba Fett, but then it's also just, we're clearly seeing from the, the trailers, and this was in that tag as well, which I think I've been so hyped about, of uh, there's been a lot in, in The Mandalorian that really has that sense of fun of, you know, uh, Favreau and Filoni have talked about this, about like, you'd have these action figures, but you wouldn't know much about them, and you'd make up these stories, and there's so, such a spirit of play of, if Star Wars is, is tip of the iceberg storytelling, it, what does the rest of the iceberg look like? Or, if we've always looked at Jabba's palace from this angle, what else is there if you look at it from this angle? What's right around the corner from what you know? Yeah. And yeah. this has that just great uh, uh, sense of play, and fun and lore of, hey, look at Boba Fett, look at the crime world, look at Tatooine, look at Jabba's palace. What's right around the corner from what you think you know? That's so thrilling to me because it is about the new and the old at the same time. Yeah, uh, we, I want to explore that palace and I want Boba Fett to be a new man while he does it. It's kind of, I'm with you on the vibe there. Yeah. The vibe. And, yeah. And, and it does feel... And part of going back to the initial, you know, hey, I wasn't super, you know, I was about 50% excited. Yeah, as I said before, I didn't grow up a Boba Fett fan. I kind of fell off that train. There's something about what I'm seeing. It is take me back to 1983. So I'm in line with you on that of just, you know, themes and deep discussions be damned. Remember when I'd go to this beach and pretend I was in, in Tatooine? <laughs> I got vibes of that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a a huge part of it. And then I've said this a lot. We're going to talk about it more. So I'll I'll keep this short. I'm just really intrigued by by the Boba Fett character because obviously he is cool, uh, mysterious badass, but he also just holds so many meanings, right? He's Mm -hmm. still got the mysterious, vicious uh, bounty hunter kind of never fully knowable vibe that he had from the original trilogy. But then thanks to all the storytelling in the prequel era, he's also a haunted orphan child who is kind of a clone and kind of a Mandalorian but seems to have a tortured relationship with those parts of his identity so just on paper he's a fascinating multifaceted character so it, it, there's that again that new and old of like that yeah he, he's just he's cool and mysterious but there's so much to explore with him it's not just he's not just an aesthetic there's so many ideas to him and I like that we're kind of hoping that Boba Fett grows as a communicator 
to tell us this stuff. <laughs> He's going to have to. Fennec is going to push him, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, then for me, the 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 hype was high, uh, but then that that initial teaser where it really is framed as like I'm not a hunter anymore. Yeah, that's a great way to say like, if this if this show was Boba Boba Fett came out of the Sarlacc and he's going to go back to bounty hunting, uh, that'd be fun and I'd be yeah. excited. But I'm even more excited because it's turning the corner. It's what's next. It's an evolution. Yeah, and 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 especially and we're living in this post Mando world and. You know, did, did Favreau want that to be a Boba Fett show? I, I think in my head, yes. And you go to that convention panel where he talked about Boba Fett more than he talked about The Mandalorian in, 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 in trying to get uh, Lucasfilm excited for the project. Yeah. I, he, I, yeah. Doesn't he, doesn't he tell that story where he's like, I even wore my Boba Fett socks. Like he's still yeah. like he's still even at that panel announcing it or, or showing yeah. footage. He's kind of conflating the two. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and so I, I, I think um I love what we ended up getting. And I think it, I think uh, Lucasfilm going now, we, we don't want to do a Boba Fett or have other plans for Boba Fett forced Favreau and team to, to, you know, and this is speculation, but, you know, forced them to like dig a little deeper and tell that story of a bounty hunter wandering through the galaxy and growing. And now, well, all right, now you can play with Boba Fett. You got that figure back in your collection and it has <laughs> to be different. And you're right. If this just was, all right, I'm out, I'm back. I got my armor. I'm going to go hunt again. Okay, cool. But I, I, I'm just drawn in by uh, the, the, and that's when the trailers really started confirming of like, I'm not a bounty hunter, got a business meeting, I want to take this over, and it's something different. I'm excited for. Absolutely. So let's dive into that because in terms of you know getting excited for Book of Boba Fett, it seems right now that the trailers and the commercials are telling us that the key conflict is Boba Fett and Fennec Shan's mission uh, to control Jabba's former empire but then also possibly change the way crime works in the whole galaxy. <laughs> do, yeah. do you think that is the central uh, conflict? Uh, and if so, what's intriguing about that to you? Uh, what's intriguing is what's, what's going to come out on the other side. Uh, when, when um, you know, I hear a lot of characters want to break the wheel that doesn't often go well for them because the wheel doesn't necessarily want to be broken uh, mm-hmm. and that can affect you in a certain way. And so what, I, I know Bob, Bob, uh, Boba Fett and, and Fennec are going to be able to handle themselves if, uh, you know, uh, the Nick two uh, want to fight them. The Nick two gang wants to fight them or this gang, you know, hell, Black Sun shows up. I don't care that, uh, you know, Crimson Dawn shows up. Uh, I haven't finished that comic series, by the way, so I don't know anything that's going on in that one. Um, you know, uh, I, he's going to be fine. But what happened in terms of a fight? But after the fight, when it's just... The business side of it ain't going and his honor and respect way ain't going. Uh, how can he get through that all to accomplish his goals? Because I, I I want Boba. I'm rooting for Boba Fett's business plan. <laughs> Look, yeah. I mean, like, that's that's what's so great is to see, like, you know, uh, a uh, cynic, a realist, uh, depending on your opinion of the state of the galaxy, like Boba Fett going like, look, this is the way it is. It's, you know, it, uh, you, mm-hmm. you just got to uh, be... My man, my my man, uh, my dad had this philosophy. It's you're just a person trying to, you know, get through the universe, right? Just yeah. trying to make your way through the universe, and the universe is hard. So somebody's going to be on, got to be on top. But given that that is the way of things, uh, there's got to be a way to do it with more respect, right? Where like, yeah, it doesn't always have to be about do what I say because you're under me, or I'll kill you because I have more power over you. What if we said to each other, we both have power, so out of respect, yeah. let's just do our business uh, out of respect. Out of saying you have power, I have power. I I nod to you, you nod to me. We do each other favors. Great. Instead of I'm I am more powerful than you, and I kill you. You know. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, look, he's this is a lone wolf that climbed out of that uh, pit or was rescued from that pit. We're going to maybe find that out and maybe learns the value of not always being a lone wolf. Um, yeah. And and I think that's interesting. But also, even prior to that, Return of the Jedi, him, you mentioned, but him nodding at Bosk, uh, excuse me, not Bosk, uh, Bausch. Um, yeah. That maybe that's his philosophy. I respect what you do. So there you go. Uh, now that I'm in power, I can nod to everyone. <laughs> Yeah, I can hear Boba Fett saying to himself, game recognizes game, you know, exactly. it, it, it is a, this, a bit of respect. So I love this, uh, you know, Jabba rolled the fear. I want uh, a rule with respect as we're recording very recently. Uh, the clip came out that had uh, Fennec Shan saying uh, in difficult times, fear is a sure bet. So it really is feeling to me like this uh, great story about can you change the system? Um, mm. that was, that, that's at the heart of a lot of great, uh, storytelling lately, in my opinion, or, you know, a long time, but I think it's emerging in pop culture more, uh, that was explicit, uh, toward the uh, controversial end of Game of Thrones. I think it was always a theme in the television show Game of Thrones about mm. like breaking the wheel. Can you change the system of, right. uh, of retaliation? Um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier has a lot of great stuff about, it's one thing to just run out and be a hero, but who are you really fighting for? Do you really believe in the ideals you're upholding? All this kind of great, like structural, institutional stuff. And uh, I really think of uh, The Wire, this great thread where uh, in The Wire, where they recognize, like, look, uh, the system's kind of crap and it doesn't actually care about us dealing drugs, it cares about murder. So <laughs> let's just do this quietly. Uh, so all of these these uh, other storytelling ideas come into my mind and to just really see them in this perspective in Star Wars is really thrilling to me because it's kind of fresh, but it's also such at the heart of a lot of uh, what Lucas will say in, in interviews and the storytelling of uh, being distrustful of organizations because no matter how they start out, they're run by individuals and individuals have flaws and then those flaws can rot the system, right? Yeah. So and yeah. that in some ways is the story of the Republic falling. That's the story of yeah. the Jedi falling. Uh, and those are noble institutions who are trying to walk the walk. So for Boba Fett to come in here and go like, these are all organizations. Uh, none of them are ever noble. They're about making money and killing anybody who gets in the way. <laughs> uh, but can't we, isn't there a better way to do this? Can we change the organization? That's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because the moment, you know, he, 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 the moment he pulls uh, Bib off that throne uh, so nicely uh, as uh, Bib does, uh, you know, and he sits on it. I, the question I had that moment uh, up to now is like, what does that mean to Boba Fett? Was it just vengeance? And now we see there's a little bit more to it. Uh, yeah. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think it's gonna be great because I think it will absolutely be about uh, Boba and Fennec. But I also think that there's just kind of this uh, larger storytelling uh, mm -hmm. of Star Wars and thematic thing about uh, how organizations work and this fascinating question of like, OK, it's fun to just say crime, but then <laughs> get down to it. What does that mean? You know? Yep. What is a softer, gentler spice trade, right? <laughs> what is a what is a illegal weapons dealing, but with kindness? Like, you know, what does that? What does Boba think this is? You know, that's a great tension behind this show, and and, and to the character of Boba Fett, uh, I would never call him a nice guy. <laughs> you know, through the course of his career, his uh, resume has done some uh, bad things, um, and so yeah, it's it's like what is this this tension of let's do bad things good. 
I don't know. I want to hear, I want to hear him say what's going on. Yeah. And I think we're, we're going to get to, um, so if that is indeed the main conflict of, of Boba Fett, not only trying to hold on to Jabba's empire, uh, along with Fennec, uh, but in the process reshape how everybody plays the game. If that is the central conflict, how do you think that's going to manifest more in the personal journey or story of Boba Fett and Fennec? Uh, I, I, I want to see, I'm so where I want them to start, where I want them to end up. I, they're starting this, this connection, this shared trauma. Um, and how is that going to be challenged as they both run this together? And I don't want, I, I don't want to, I'm not rooting for a split. I'm not rooting for anything more than a business a, a friendship either. Uh, but I want to see the, the stress on them. They seem to be hand in hand, uh, not literally, but just like, you know, they're, they're in, in sync uh, in lockstep on how to do this. Uh, but when, when that wheel starts to break or not break, uh, I want to, uh, I'm not saying I want uh, Boba Fett to challenge, uh, Fennec to challenge his, his power, but I'd love to see some tension uh, between them. Uh, I'm not looking for a fight, but I want to see them uh, have to uh, change, uh, grow their relationship from that point on. You know what I mean? I don't want her to just be like a quiet number two. Yeah. I mean, that one quote uh, from that uh that uh, teaser spot there uh, of her saying uh, the, the quote about like, but, but fear normally works uh, really quite well. That for me is just so illuminating and so exciting because it makes me think that maybe they've got this bond uh, of relating to one another for being left for dead. Boba literally, uh, you know, rescued her, saved her life and she feels an allegiance. Uh, so the idea that she would be all in on, yeah, let's take over Jabba's empire Let's stop being hunters. Let's have some control in our lives and let's run this. And they're all, all synced up there. <laughs> but then Boba's going in with this, uh, not with fear though, with respect. And she's like, eh, <laughs> not sure. I'm, I'm totally with you, Boba Fett, on the what. I am really doubting your how. Yeah. Yeah. And again, and, and, and I, I, I know she's probably, um, as, as explained in, in Mando season two, she's, she has owes a lot to him and is very open and honest about that and, and his code and, and, and he respects that and, and, and has a, you know, owes a Mando. So he, 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 he pushes that code forward too. But um, you know, like what we've seen of her with Omega, you and I've talked about that in other episodes shows a different side of her is, uh, is he going to go too far? Is he going to go too little? Uh, and I, I, don't want her just to always be on the side. She's the shot is classic already of her sitting on the side, uh, drinking spotchka while he takes the drum. <laughs> but you know, I, 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 I don't, I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to fennec Boba civil war. I just, I, I just want to see uh, them at odds a little bit and have to grow together. Yeah, I can see an arc for her, and here's my uh, hopefully uh, responsible speculation. I can see an arc for her where she starts out going, you're never going to reshape how crime works in the galaxy. You're never going to get people to respect one another. Uh, let's just take the power and enjoy it, uh, and pushes back a lot. And then something comes up where she encounters something that's personal to her, maybe how crime you know, treats kids, you know? Right, yes. And then goes, wait a minute, okay, no, I want to change this. And, you know, maybe goes through a growth herself where she gets to the same point uh, where where Boba is of wanting to change it all. Yeah. OK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also. Yeah. 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 I like that. I was, what, I, was I was I was spitballing my brain, too, of um, I think I, I just, you know, so far what we've seen of her. She's deadly. She's got a reputation. But going back to some of what I loved about the Bad Batch is a little bit of a, not even a heart of gold, just a real like 
the, her treatment of Omega was, was like, I considered it uh, warm and, and good. Um, you know, does she pull an Iden Versio and switch tapes? Does she leave this life behind? I don't think that's all going to be answered. This is the book of Boba Fett, not the book of Fennec Shan. But um, I'd love to explore some of that stuff to her because I think she's a great character. And, and maybe this, uh, maybe she's like enough with this life of crime. Maybe, maybe if that's right, fear does work too good. And I'm tired of being a part of that. Yeah. Yeah. And there, yeah. And there's big chunks of her life, obviously, that we know nothing about. So there could be some big event from her past that helps shape her, her arc here. Um, for Boba Fett himself, I've seen other people talking about this on social media, so I'm certainly not uh, alone in these thoughts. But I do really think there's this fascinating story where Boba Fett has had the illusion of having control in his life, right? That, mm, yeah. uh, you know, very young, he's he's being trained by his father. He's the learning the ways of being a badass, being unstoppable. And then the horror of his father's death, the cruelty of his upbringing by Aura Singh, his stumbles trying to become a badass bounty hunter. And then he finally gets there, right? He finally becomes the image of his dead father and he is the baddest bounty hunter. And what does that mean? Uh, that ultimately he's Jabba and Vader and other people's errand boy. <laughs> yeah. Right? That it's it's this great, like, the same way we in the in the in the real world look at him is like he's so cool, he's so powerful. Boba Fett can take out anybody, and like that is a kind of power. Yeah. But clearly, Boba Fett is at the point in his life like, no, I want I want true power, which is utter control over my life, not just control over you know life and death in in yeah. you know a one off situation. I want control over the big picture, which will give me control over my life that I actually haven't had as much as potent as I am, as yeah. armored as I am, as much of a badass as I am, I haven't really had control and I want it now. Uh, it's so funny. We're talking, we're recording this. Uh, you, you guys will hear it after we, we look at, uh, uh, or maybe I can't, I forget our recording schedule. We're recording so many things <laughs> in advance, uh, but we're looking at the Asajj, Ven- Asajj uh, Ventress um, uh, arc uh, of, of her kind of final transformation out of, of what she was in her life and involves young Boba Fett. And just, I'm, I'm hearing his frustrated screams of, I'm not a little kid. I'm in charge. Yes, yes. I'm fighting for that respect. I want that respect, and I'm not getting it right now. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's just got – and obviously then tack on to that, whatever journey he went through uh, coming out of the Sarlacc, that's going to be yeah. uh, a big deal as well. But I think it really is about somebody saying, no, enough. I want control over my life. And mm-hmm. if the only way I can get it is being in charge of uh, – is dictating how crime goes <laughs> throughout the galaxy, so be it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on on kind of Boba and Fennec's uh, specific um, emotional journey? Not yet. Other than it's it's, it's a wonderful pairing, right? It's and talk about old and new. Literally a character that is brand new to all of us last year or two, and Boba Fett working together. That's that's a, that's the heart of the series, right there. Yeah. Yeah. Super exciting. Um, do you have any hopes or expectations about the show being more than one season? Do you have an instinct like, I want it to be one season or I want it to be two? Are you just going in saying, I just want to see where the story goes? I definitely want to see where the story goes. I'm fine with a limited series. Uh, But I got to tell you, I don't know, you know, with what's going on and and, uh, Mandalorian moving forward and Ahsoka, and I'm not looking for a big crossover event, whether that's promised or not. And I know it's been mentioned. I'm not really interested in that. But I have no problem with this character, Boba Fett, going forward and being a, a a viable character at the, at the, at the center of storytelling in the, in this era that this early new republic era where he fits in it 
whatever he accomplishes in the series or doesn't, we'll see. I think there's enough the the way they're just the way they're just putting it together so far. Not having seen the series, of course. There's just a lot still on the table that you could do with this character. So, and that's not even factoring in Fennec Shand or anyone we're about to meet in this series. So, I I am I have more hopes that there will be a season two and, and beyond, uh, and that some can be rolled into whatever's going to be planned for the Mandalorian season three and blah 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 and beyond. I think I think it's uh it's not just a one and done for me anymore. Where before I think I would have been like, yeah, all right, fine, give him a season, I'm done. Yeah, if it was, hey, you know what, Boba Fett got out of the Sarlacc and he's back to hunting and we're going to have some fun, yeah. I'd be like, cool, that's great. It'll be, you know, yeah. it'll be a, a character study maybe. and But but maybe this is just going to roll around in the, the great aesthetic and the fun of Boba Fett. Cool. Uh, but the fact that they're building out uh, exactly what the crime world looks like in this era and yes. the, the big question of can it change? Who knows how many uh, new characters we'll meet? Uh, exactly. All that stuff. I, I want to go in with an open mind. And this might just be a, a one and done season that ha- it's a fun character study and it it builds out the galaxy a little bit. Uh, but if it if if the first season really is like uh, Boba Fett, uh, he, he it takes a lot. But he and Fennec set themselves up as the the reigning uh, uh, kingpins. <laughs> yeah, uh, the kingpin tag team of galactic crime yeah i might want to see a little bit more stories i want to see, might see how that ties into you know an effort to uh take back mandalore all that kind of stuff uh so i think i do i have a slight hope for more seasons uh and also i i think my biggest picture thing is if these creators feel like there is more story to tell then i'm happy to hear it yeah 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 whereas like right now from my vantage point on the, on the kenobi series now wait till trailers start dropping i'm like one really one season really works for me uh, where he is in his life, and I don't, I, you know, I, I'll be satisfied. I, you know, we'll see. The first trailer drops, I'll be like, "Give me you and his Obi Wan for ten years." Um, but yeah, that's. But with Boba Fett, it has changed from that moment at the end of Mando two to now. I'm like, I think you got some legs here. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm right there with you. As much as I love Kenobi right now, that sounding like that makes a lot of sense. Is uh, he, here's a really significant moment uh, from his time. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, watching over Luke for the most part. Uh, that feels different than than they're in this wide open era totally. of time, right? Uh, where things can change. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so going back to the past, uh, a lot of the images and some of the uh, quotes uh, from interviews suggest that there will be flashbacks uh, to Boba Fett's life in general, but in particular, uh, his escape from the Sarlacc. Do you have hopes for what that story will be or what we see? Do you have any uh, attachment to previous iterations of the Boba escape story? I, I really don't. Um, having not spent a ton of time in the EU universe, I, I didn't. Um... I do love the picture that Chuck Wendig painted in the Aftermath series, but it it is a real quick, broad stroke of paint. Like, you know, that's all you, but you just get a sense of the Sarlacc kind of had been exploded and exposed and everything with, with the katana exploding around it. And that's why people were scavenging and all the stuff with Cobb Vanth and the armor. That, because Cobb Vanth exists in this world now, and it's not just, uh, you know, a, a book character, which is canon, isn't, but you know what I mean? Because... The, the character got promoted, which I know we book book fans hate to maybe hear that, but that's kind of the truth. Cobb Vanth got promoted up here, and because he exists, I I would love that that same what I've interpreted of just like Bubba. He he was someone found him. Is it his Huskin Raiders in that sandstorm? Is that what we're going to see? But that it that it, it he is on death's door. 
that he isn't shooting back out with the armor, uh, that we keep that vibe and we keep a, a man destroyed, a lone wolf, uh, uh, you know, absolutely uh, on death's door. Uh, that's a great starting point. And I, I don't want to lock myself into too many expectations on that. But I mean, every time they show that sandstorm of the Tusken Raiders, all I think is that Return of the Jedi deleted scene. And that's what we're going to get in that moment. I just want to start from there and, and see what they see what they tell me. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, you know, I, I read bits and pieces of EU stuff uh, over the years. It's been a long time since I've read any of the Boba Fett stuff. And so my memories of it are hazy. I remember liking it because there's always, you know, I, I was always bummed because Boba Fett was so cool. And then uh, and then he went out quite quickly and with a burp. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I always I was always really into the, yeah, but, but Boba Fett escapes that Sarlacc. That's great. Um, but I don't have any specific attachment to it. I really want them to be faithful to this or to that. Yeah. Um, I really like what you're saying too. I like the general spirit of what's in the aftermath books of, yeah, the Katana explosion cut up the Sarlacc and mm. there's a lot going on there. And it exploded uh crime Lord's yeah. barge and a half gutted uh, sand beast. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of fun there. This is one of those moments where I think I just tip toward um, absolute star Wars nerdery of, I want to see the moment of bursting. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. I, I trust that we're going to get a lot of, uh, you know, here, here's how he survived. Here was his relationship with the Tusken Raiders, given that it looks like they're already in in trailers. But I just, whether it's with the jetpack or his bare hand, I want that like combination action movie science fiction body horror moment of him <laughs> bursting free. Okay, yeah. Okay. I like that. That's <laughs> my big need is bursting crawling through some gut sack break a <laughs> membrane yeah. yeah break a membrane boba fett come on yeah uh yeah i don't know i think there is there's something about that they're leaning into um there's this feeling that's often there in star wars of the mythic but the left for dead on the sands of tatooine it's got all of it has a feeling of like rebirth right of like i went to hell and now I've fought my way back and I'm scarred and changed. Mm. I just, I, I think that is the story and I want to see it and feel it. Yeah. Which is why I'm so open to this idea of the, the, the flashbacks, uh, you know, which is the only way I can think to describe them, but jokes aside, this could very well be the book of Boba Fett chapter one, the return <laughs> you know, This yeah. could be an episode that I wouldn't even call a, a flashback. It just, this is, we're going back to that moment to see it. I, I, I would be, I would be I would be okay with that if this, if we get this it's this literal book I did chapter two that could be fun and if we get to spend some time I I guess I'm with you in this big sense of um I don't want his recovery if we're gonna go there we're gonna get that story finally in canon and modern canon uh, let's let's spend some time with it I don't want him to be daydreaming and thinking about it like a Wayne's World do 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 flashback. <laughs> <laughs> like, although I do want to see Tamar Morrison do the do 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 do, but uh, I mean, let's do it. Let's spend an episode. I, I I can I can be up for that. I just think there's a lot of stuff there that ranges all the way from the just roll up our sleeves and have fun as Star Wars nerds to like the the more uh, deep and in profound. Right? Yeah. If, if we're spending some time around the wreckage of the katana, uh, that's emotional. Uh, that is just uh, rife for. Um, <laughs> think of how much fun we're going to be picking out like uh whose body part is that <laughs> is that a part of efont mon you like that's 
the nerdery possible there. Does Droopy McCool's shorts come floating down? <laughs> shorts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. And uh, I, look, I want to see like a a battered and bruised, ripped and burnt clothes bib Fortuna running away. Like somehow yeah. he jumped off at the last second, survived that, or whatever, and he's like r- racing back. Like, show me, show me that. Yeah, the yeah the survivors. Uh, they we're, we'll we can talk a little bit more about Droopy McCool because according to the 2019 Star Wars character encyclopedia, the band survived. <laughs> the band played on. The band played on. So that's great. So I mean, there's a lot of just kind of great nerdery there. But then, if it is indeed the Tuscan Raiders who are involved in his recovery in any way, that's more uh, room to to show us more of their culture, right? Uh, in his relationship with him. That's deep and fascinating. Um, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people, uh, when the, when Boba Fett was revealed in the Mandalorian season two, and he was clearly wearing the Tuscan stuff uh, and watching uh, Din drive away with his armor, there's all that debate about like, why did Boba, Mm. did Boba know that Vance had his armor? He had to, why didn't he get it back now? I think some of those questions, which were legitimate and not the time for them in Mandalorian, I am curious here now of like, was, was this, was he in the desert finding himself? Was he like at a point where like, I have lost, um, honor. I don't, mm. I don't, I need to do something to earn my armor back. Or did he truly not know about, uh, Cobb Vance for some reason? Did, did it take him five years to recover? Like, I do want to know those answers. Yeah, no, I absolutely want to know that, uh, those answers. This is again, why uh, I'm, I'm more open than I probably was even before the trailers dropped of uh yeah flashbacks i'm not one of those people that did dislike flashbacks even as a writer like they could be used effect effectively i really I, I really believe that uh sometimes no but um now it's just more and more because i think there's a, there's an exciting story to tell and may, i don't know maybe we get the maybe we get the book boba crawls out that's the the, <laughs> the book uh, prequel book to the series and just all of job jabba's blank journals have spilled out everywhere from the katana explosion yes yes and he starts filling them. uh here's a, a last question for uh, the first chunk of our podcast and we're going to take a quick break do you want there to be any reframing of fett's death because uh obviously everybody's talked about it a bunch but i would argue that it is shot to be somewhat comedic um mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That, uh, you know, Boba Fett came out in Empire Strikes Back, uh, blew people's minds. The people who were old enough to, you know, imagine his story with action figures for three years thought he was just the greatest thing ever. And then uh, and then Han Solo uh, takes him out like he is a like 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 Fett's a fool. And it ends. Uh, the legend of Fett ends in a burp. <laughs> I mean, so do you want any reframing of his actual death to be less comedic? Um. Not necessarily. Number one, I think I always grew up thinking that was one of the funnier moments in Star Wars because I was seven. <laughs> I saw that. Uh, there's something uh, I know. I apologize. I always make these connections to Game of Thrones, but there's something to. I don't think it's comedic, uh, but the Hounds, uh, uh, Sandor Clegane's uh, supposed death, which uh, comes in, a, in, a, in on the show in a, in a fight with uh, Brienne. Nothing comic about that. But it is uh, <laughs> no, no. But uh, him and and because of that culture, the view of, of women in that culture, it, it's his point of shame for him. That's not necessarily he learns to respect and definitely uh, understands uh, Brienne more at the end. But you know, there's something that a couple times that is brought up to him, and it's this thing of like how he went out. It also, it has something he has to deal with. Mm. Um, so this is a little more comic 
but you know, Hey, uh, weren't you the guy that, uh, I heard stories. You just got knocked in the uh, jet pack and flailed your arms till you died a, in a burp. Like I don't need the characters to directly mention it, but that it's something, all that, all that armor, all that bravado, all that lone wolfness. Again, I keep saying that, but uh, you know, led him to that. You know, he got there because of uh, whatever, focused on Luke and however he wants to justify it. And that it's a little point of shame for him. You know, again, he's not going to say, man, it was pretty funny, though. Right. But uh, he's going to be something that he has to deal with how he went out. Yeah, I'm right there with you. And I think that's a really important distinction is uh, the tone is what the tone is, because that's the way it was made in 1983. Right. Um, And there is a tonal disconnect from. Uh, the great gravitas of Tamora Morrison saying left for dead on the sands of Tatooine and, and, and imagining the burp of the Sarlacc. There's a tonal disconnect. I just um, pictured a stuntman going ah, up against a, a wall. Yep, uh, yeah. Right. Absolutely. And I just, I, yeah, I don't need the tone dealt with and I don't, I don't want, and I suspect that there won't be anything too winky about it. Right. Um, yeah. But I do love digging into the story because I think it is one of those moments that is made much more rich by the fact that, uh, you know, I have this headcanon that every time Boba Fett kills somebody, he's wishing it could have been Mace. <laughs> every yeah. kill is the Jedi who got away in here. After all these years, here's somebody who is, who's out there going, I am a Jedi. I'm making a stink about it, you know? Yeah. And yeah. he, in Boba Fett's like, yeah, you're not all that. And I'm going to show you. <laughs> and you know, if this could be a story about hubris, that he fell because he was obsessed with killing a Jedi because he could never kill the Jedi he wanted to kill. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. that would be really interesting to me. Uh, our, our, our four center word of the decade, hubris. Yeah. Love to see that though. <laughs> yeah. And we had a great uh, question uh, a little while back on the news and cues show uh, about uh, Boba Fett mentioning Han Solo. Uh, it, it would be fun to get some clarity on his perspective. I don't think he's going to talk uh, strategically about you know what went wrong with his uh, jetpack uh yeah but I, but I am open to uh Boba Fett still having nothing good to say about Han Solo I think he is oh impressed. yeah no I want him to spit on the ground every time his name gets mentioned <laughs> you brought this up before and that is the best answer do you want Boba Fett to say anything about Han Solo yeah I want him to spit I, on the sand just <laughs> yeah yeah. Excellent. Uh, any other thoughts on, uh, on Boba's Sarlacc reemergence? Uh, I just hope the series starts with that scene. We just p- play it again. Just cut it out. <laughs> Boba Fett, Boba Fett, ah, burp, and then the show. Where? Yeah, slow down, slow mo, <laughs> <laughs> like an in memoriam clip. Slow mo. <laughs> and Boba Fett, you pause right as he hits the katana, and you hear all you hear is "That was me before I died," and the voiceover starts, and the show begins. Absolutely solid. All right, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to discuss some more of the specifics in our hopefully responsible speculation. We'll be right back. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. We are back to continue getting ready for the book of Boba Fett. We're going to get into specifics. Uh, we're going to speculate on maybe what other characters or locations or ideas might appear. Uh, we always do say speculate responsibly. We even have a T-shirt on T Public that says that. Uh, so it seems like a good time to kind of refresh uh, what we mean by that. Uh, when we say uh, uh, yeah. speculate responsibly, uh, yeah. Sorry, what I we mean. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I, I was moving my phone out of the way because someone was texting me and they sent a video in an autoplay. So now I'm comically like Boba Fett dying. <laughs> uh, we'll just let the Sarlacc burp clear it all away and it'll be fine. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Boba Fett. What was the video? I, I, um, I, um, Mark Ellis and I are, I, well, actually at the time this airs, we're going to Washington, D.C. And he sent a promotional thing and it, it autoplayed. <laughs> <laughs> was it your voice? No, it was him playing pool. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Uh, we could have speculated on the video uh, instead of just asking. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, if you uh, are not already seeing Ken and Mark in Washington, go see them. Or I hope you have been seeing them. Yes. Anyway, getting back to Boba Fett. Uh, so when we talk about speculate responsibly, uh, 
we always mean, hey, speculate away. It's one of the most fun parts of being a fan, uh, but don't get so attached to your predictions that it stops you from enjoying the story that is being told. Like, mm -hmm. for example, I'd love Salacious Crumb to uh, survive and show up, but I only <laughs> want that if it actually made sense for the story, right? If they're telling me a, a story that has nothing to do with Salacious Crumb living, mm -hmm. I'm, I don't want to be mad just because... I have this list of things I wanted to see. I want to watch the story and respond to the story. Okay, but you've got to explain a little bit of how you want that to happen. <laughs> uh, I want him to uh, have survived the explosion, right? Because uh -huh. uh, uh, I remember the day when playing with my Salacious Crumb action figure, and he wasn't even a, a figure. He didn't have limbs moving. He was a piece yeah. of plastic. Um, and suddenly realizing, like, oh, no, he was on, uh, he was on that uh, sail barge. <laughs> I cheered. He can't be dead. He can't be dead. <laughs> I cheered for his death. Yeah. I cheered for his death and I love him. Uh, no, I want him to come back wounded. I want him to have like a big scar, like a cartoonish scar. One of his eyes is gone, right? And it's yeah. swollen shut. It's scar. And he doesn't laugh anymore. He's deadly serious now. Oh, yeah. And he's, he's even though it's only five years later, he's got a little bit of a middle-aged spread too. He's just a different, <laughs> different. He's got some cargo shorts on or something. He's ready for action. He's serious. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a monkey lizard who's seen the galaxy. Yeah, yeah. It's so like all that stuff is fun, and if it made sense to the story, I'd be happy for it to show up, but I don't want to ever just approach a story with a list of things I need to see, and that makes me not like the thing, uh, because that stops me from enjoying what is there. Uh, so wanted to reframe the speculating. Do you have any thoughts on on speculating? No, other than that's been just the best way for for me personally to approach it, and that came emerged strongly out of the Last Jedi era, where there's a lot of things I absolutely 100% wanted to see in the Last Jedi, and uh, you know when it didn't happen, it's like I, I had to process that for a second, and, and and I reframed how I looked at Star Wars. That's where speculate responsibly kind of emerged for us here in Force Center, and uh, we've had a chance to since 2017 chance to do that over and over again, but we haven't had this kind of chance in a while where. I almost, it's a blank slate. And so I do start to have this list of things I'd like to see. And it's a great refresher to be like, all right, let's be open to whatever's there, but have fun speculating along the way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, with that caveat, let's roll up our sleeves and just have fun speculating. Uh, so from these early trailers, uh, looks like we're seeing mostly Tatooine and at least one shot of uh, Boba's ship in flight. Are there any particular places old or new that you want to see Boba and Fennec go on their journey to spread respect across the galaxy. It's interesting to talk about across the galaxy. So I haven't thought much about how much they'll travel if at all. Um, Cause there's definitely, I'd love them to go out to, uh, you know, maybe uh, was a Mos Espa and, and maybe go to the pod, pod, pod race arena. I don't necessarily need to see pod racing, but. Uh, maybe a, an old uh, drunken bed quaternaris is there. <laughs> um, they hire him to be their their driver. Uh, so there's a lot of you know we've talked we talked in the news uh, last week. Uh, uh, at the time of this recording, a lot of speculation around Tashi Station and you know Fixer and Cami. Uh, you know so uh, some of those classic spots. Uh, I believe it or not, a Chalman's Canteen is one of the places I don't need them to go to, but I've never never opposed a trip to Chalmers. But um, mm -hmm. Uh, final thought for me on that, that, that of them going throughout the galaxy, I would love to see them, uh, you know, hit a Kessel, um, hit a Vandor, hit some of the places we have spent some time with in, 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 in newer uh, films. Mm. Um, that would be interesting to see classic, a classic character like Boba Fett roaming around, uh, you know, Fort Ipso. Give me that. I'm cool with that. Ooh. 
Yeah. Oh, that that is that's some great uh, uh, old and new coming together there. Well, let, let me roll this question back a little bit. Do you think it's mostly going to be based on Tatooine? It's so funny that we've had this conversation about Obi-Wan and now it seems, no, Obi-Wan's leaving Tatooine, but it's Boba Fett. <laughs> and this this is the series that only stays in Tatooine. I think there's some justice in that for some for Tatooine. <laughs> uh, I I thought they'd be out and about. I, I it wasn't you know until the the trailers that we've seen seems to think it seems to to, to be be it's only in Tatooine. But I, I yeah I don't I don't necessarily believe that. There's places to go if they're making unless everyone's. I, I understand everyone might come to Boba Fett in the beginning, but. Um, you know, um, who knows now, Huda, you got a lot of different places you could go that if you're trying to rebuild the criminal underworld or rebuild it in your image that you might need to go. Yeah. This is one of most, my speculations that I will change if the storytelling is clearly not that, but it feels to me like what we've seen so far is the first or maybe second episode. It makes sense of like, okay, first step is, can I lock down Tatooine? Can I lock mm-hmm. down the immediate control of, of Jabba's empire? But if I want to, you know, change like that meeting feels like that's not all Tatooine players at that meeting, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe it is, but it feels to me like it's more varied. So that that really makes my mind go to like, yeah, I, I want to see Nal Hutta for sure on live action screen. Uh, yeah. Boba Fett standing in front of a, a, a council of huts, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, who because who else might want to or have tried to claim Jabba's empire? How do the huts feel? Yeah. About Jabba's death. Uh, is, is there going to be, is Boba Fett uh, going to have to have a confrontation with Stinky? Is Rod I, of the Hutt going to be there? <laughs> I I I would love Rod of the Hutt to be in this series. Right? I mean, it, it is one of those things of like, tonally, you're like, what? But yeah. the history of the galaxy, we might find out what happened to Rada. Yeah. I think they're unlikely, uh, but I'd let, Coruscant would be fascinating. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'd love to see Coruscant in, in a modern Star Wars setting other than a great window shot from Rogue One. Yeah. But just seeing, you know, exactly what kind of state it's in. It's not the, mm-hmm. uh, the seat of the new Republic. Uh, mm-hmm. it took a while to free it from the Empire's grip. Um, but in, in a past life, uh, Django and Boba Fett had business on those lower levels. Are they still the same? Is that somewhere that he needs to go to lock things down? I mean, to see, you know, if you got to go to 1313 in this, uh, in this era, like what, what could that be? And yeah, I would like, like to see that. Yeah. You know, so I, you know, not a huge fan of, uh, what was potentially going to be in, in the Trevorrow nine, but I, the battle of Coruscant was something I did like, uh, and do like, I just love Coruscant. It's, it's, it's the center of our galaxy. The whole planet's a city, if you've heard. And I just think there's a lot of potential there and that could be a good spot to go. Yeah, I think it's just, and it might have some great rhythm with uh, with Boba Fett of this idea of like, it was the center of the galaxy for, you know, mm-hmm. generations. And then Sheev just ruined it for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean for the, you know, millions, billions of people who live there? You know, uh, it, you know, that that's got some rhythm with Boba Fett kind of trying to reclaim who he was uh, and who he wants to be. I, I think this is, Next to impossible, but I'm just going to say it every time a question of uh, where we want to show up. I want to see Naboo. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. I'm like Werner Herzog saying, uh, I would like to see the baby. I would like to see the Naboo uh, just because I I want to see it in different contexts and different timelines. Uh, totally. I, 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 yeah, that'd be a weird fit. I've been, but I love those kind of fits. Like I love, like, you know, I'm thinking, you know, uh, Boba Fett, you know, do we take him back to cloud city? Do we take, but like, man, imagine him going to a place he's never been. Yeah. That we haven't seen on, on, uh, on, TV, yeah. on screen. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
any other thoughts about his his or Fennec's journey through the galaxy? Uh, no, I, 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 it's it's I'm wide open, and I love that. I love that. Oh, uh, yeah. Me too. So excited to see new places and perhaps some old familiar places, uh, even if they're just on Tatooine. Uh, so a thing that I've been going on about with Boba Fett, uh, even when it was just a rumor, just a possibility that he might show up in Mandalorian season two, is all these different elements uh, of his identity. So I'm really curious to see which ones might be explored through the story of Book of Boba Fett. And one of those identities is being a Mandalorian, uh, which... He uh, expressed that his father, Jango Fett, uh, had become a Mandalorian uh, by Creed. And he did, it's, it's in his, the chain code is in his armor. It seems to be that he relates to that as part of his identity. Uh, so do you want, hope, expect, or any other verb, uh, Din Djarin to show up, Bo-Katan, anyone else to help him explore what it means to be a Mandalorian? Yeah, I'm not I'm not hopeful that uh, Jaren or, or Bo-Katan would, would show up. Uh, it almost would make maybe make it too busy, but maybe who knows? But the, the idea of, of um, I would love this I would love him to deal with it. I would love maybe someone to throw it in his face still, right? Like mm-hmm. if it's used uh, used against him and and he's not uh, not here for that and, and he's secure in his own identity. He seemed pretty confident, right? In Mando, like he, it was like no, 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 no. I've heard this for years. Trust me. Here I am. And here's the proof, right? Like even after all the fighting, like he gets the armor back and he's like, Hey, hey great. That was fun. That was a good fight. Hey, by the way, look at this. Dude, I told you it was Mando, right? Yeah. Got it. <laughs> I so, love your depiction of like, yeah, yeah, no, I've heard this argument many times. Yeah. Uh, so that, um, it, so I, it would others that would have the problem with it and he uh, knows who he is and, and, and that's part of his strength right now. Yeah, unfortunately, he will not get the opportunity to murder Olmec, uh, who said that Django is not a Mandalorian. But uh, you get the you get the vibe that he'd like to. Um, yeah, I, I think there have been some rumors that uh, Din Djarin might show up, and, and if Book of Boba Fett is being set up mm-hmm. to uh, further the the Mandalorian thread of this story in this era of all of the tales of what exactly happened to Mandalore. Yeah, yeah. It turns out, oh, it's 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 a lie that it's uninhabitable. Uh, you know, Bo-Katan wanting the Darksaber, but Din ending up with it. It does seem like there's room for Boba Fett to somehow get involved in, you know, the battle for Mandalore, yeah. if that is a, a big event that's coming. Uh, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked. I don't, it's not like high on my list of like, I really need that. What I am most interested in at some point is if it's explored via action, a short, terse conversation, a little bit more of of Din and Boba Fett connecting over their their uh, cultural reality that being Mandalorian is a creed. Right. Mm. Can't little little uh, Din. Won't you come uh, stay at the palace? I got a room for you. Type of conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, obviously, it's it's the storytelling is going to play out by actions, not necessarily just a a, a conversation but you never know maybe it will uh what the the way i think his mandalorian uh history is uh is really relevant is the boba fett we're seeing now is operating very violently Mm -hmm. uh, but operating on honor and respect and i wonder how much of that is is reclaiming his mandalorian roots of this is how my father would have done things and part of the reason that my father did things that way is this is what he believed it meant to be a Mandalorian. Mm. I like this. I like this too. If you throw, throw in the idea of, you know, as we had, we have no idea at this point what Mando season three is about. I, I'm in the school thought that I don't even know if Grogu shows up, uh, which seems crazy for the, the marketing of that show. But um, 
but the, the dark saber and, and Bo-Katan and all those stuff like might have a little bit more to do with what's going on. Right. I think we've yeah. speculated on that. So, you know, Din showing up at the end of this journey and going great Scott, Bo, but we got to do something about your people, like getting the time machine. We got to head out there and having him having to face that, that is, um, you know, all the things you're talking about, what Django, what his father would do and, and having pride and now being able to, possibly defend Mandalore or retake Mandalore or uh, help uh, other Mandalorians and, and what that would mean to him as, as someone who's considered himself Mandalorian, even if others didn't. Uh, that could be an interesting turn I, you know, at the end of this and leading into Mando season three. Yeah, absolutely. So very intrigued by that. Uh, but then, of course, there's this whole thing where, you know, uh, I don't know if you've heard this, Ken, Boba Fett is a clone. <laughs> oh, yeah. A clone of his father, an unaltered clone. Uh, do you want to learn more about Boba Fett's feeling about how he feels about being a clone and his own clone origins, what he thinks of other clones. Obviously uh, he seems to take it as an insult when, uh, when Bo-Katan kind of says, yeah, I've heard that voice a lot. You're just another clone. I, yep. I think that would actually offend a lot of clones yep. <laughs> to say you're, you're all the same. Um, but would you want to hear more about how he feels about it? Do you want anyone to show up who could help him process his clone feelings? Oh, this is the Rex of it all, huh? Yeah, I'm there for it. Um, yes, because you mentioned the stuff of Mando season two. That's a more of a serious beat with Bo-Katan, but I also love the little comedy beat of when they're trying to get into, uh, you know, that base there with, uh, was it a chapter seven? And uh, they got to do a face scanner. Boba's like, yeah, you know, they'll recognize my face. Yeah, let's just say they'll know my face. Yeah, so, yeah I think it's him, Yeah. Cause it, cause it's there. It's in his mind. It's, it's something that is a part of them. He can't escape it. Every time he looks in the mirror and, and uh, because we know he spent time in the, the Academy, all the great Clone Wars episodes and around other clones and and uh, felt probably he was one of them and not them and above them in a way. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I'd love to hear his take on it. Yeah, it'd be a great conversation to have. And uh, just knowing that Floney's even passed by the break room of this production uh, means he <laughs> might be, hey, guys, we should deal with this in some way. Yeah, I mean, for Boba's perspective, uh, we'll see where the storytelling goes, but but my instinct would be, like, he's got a kind of pride in them the same way Django expressed in, in Attack of the Clones, right? Of Like, yeah. they'll do their job well, you know? Uh, that he's probably got, like, yeah, they're an extension of my father's. So I've got some pride in them. Yeah. Uh, but also on a one-to-one level, like, but I'm not the same as them. Right. You know, right. I am my father's son, and they're... <sighs> photocopies you know <laughs> so i feel like there's a push pull of respect and disrespect going on in boba about clones yeah yeah that push pull exploring it and just having someone again whether it's thrown in his face and he's yeah, i heard that before like or 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 he just he just gets to deal with it in some way and we're just yeah we're just you know speculating on who else could show up but someone could show up and have him deal with that yeah, I, I, do, I mean, I know a speculation here could go towards uh, Omega. I'm fascinated by that. I, I can't wait for Bad Batch Season 2 and to learn a little bit more about exactly who she is and uh, if she isn't also a, a less altered clone. Um, mm-hmm. Exactly what her, you know, relationship, if she ever encountered Boba Fett. Uh, but I, it feels a little early for that. Um, yeah. Because it feels like there's so much still to explore. But obviously, also, animation is made way in advance, so the creators certainly know where they're going with that story. Absolutely. So, but I don't, I'm not super feeling that. That doesn't seem super likely to me. Um, there's a part of me that's like, yes, I would love to see tomorrow Morrison just play Rex. <laughs> you uh, yeah, know? I would too. Uh, or co- finally find out what happened to Cody. That would be great. Uh, but I think in, in terms of just fun, wild speculation, 
it would be great if he if Boba Fett's just getting stuff he has to do done and, and he he encounters a clone we have never met before mm. with their own story so it, it, for us it isn't about Rex you know yeah it's yeah. about Boba Fett somebody being a mirror to this part of Boba Fett yeah I'd like yeah that's interesting you joke about Cody but like yeah that'd be fun play around. And Cody would be pretty fascinating because I mean he's he's great but we don't know a lot about him yeah. you know yeah in the big picture yeah all right, we'll move on from clones. So uh, we hear in uh, the first uh, trailer that uh, Fett wants to move on from being a hunter. Uh, but look, he's trying to reform the crime world. He's probably going to encounter other bounty hunters. So this is just a beautiful sea of speculation of what bounty hunters old and new might appear. So who would you like to see show up? All of them. Dengar, <laughs> Boss, IG-88. And I don't even care, no, you know, at this point, I know some of their fates may have been determined in comics. I don't even care. Rewrite it all. Controversial rewrite canon opinion for me on this. Because uh, we didn't think we'd have this opportunity. Uh, your, your guy, Embo, bring him in here. Flip him. He can flip on into the screen. Yeah. Uh, I think you have a lot of potential to have fun with that, but do it in an effective way where it isn't just a nostalgia pop. Uh, you and I know that's going to be, uh, you know, something discussed a lot, but um, it just would make sense. Just makes sense. They're out there. If they're out there, depending on uh, some of the canon uh, stories going on in comics, uh, why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? If, you, if you're if you tooling around the galaxy and you're number one, not one, no job is dead. Two, here, Bib Fortuna's dead. Three, it's Boba Fett that did it. You're going to want to look. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Embo is my big answer. If anybody's been listening for a while, uh, Embo on the initially introduced on the Clone Wars animated series, uh, just a phenomenal design yeah. for a Star Wars bounty hunter for me. Like, perfect. Embo could be in the lineup uh, in Empire Strikes Back. It, it, it's just, it'd be fascinating to see how they translate him uh, mm -hmm. to screen with that, that uh, just amazing look, the amazing voice provided by Filoni, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the hat that can do anything. Like Filoni, yeah, right. Yeah, the, the connection uh, to Constable Zuvio. There's so much to explore uh, with Embo, uh, both oh, being Kyozo. Yeah, uh, so that I would, I would just have uh, nerd thrills at Embo. Um, how do you feel about Dengar? Do you want some Dengar rehabilitation, or is that going to the well too much? Uh, knowing that a altered version of him is alive and quotes around well in rise of skywalker i want dengar yeah to get a little time with it because we, we again we're just watching that episode where uh, he's uh he's uh there with uh asaj and everyone in in, in that episode and, and i think what simon Pegg voices him right um exploring that a little bit yeah and fine and 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 i don't need i don't need the book of dengar to pop out of this but you, you could do that in a way that isn't just uh silly yeah yeah so Dengar, I'd be pretty fascinated by. I always love Bosk, but uh, I don't know that I need Bosk. Uh, I'd mm -hmm. be happy with Bosk. I, I would, I would not say no to Bosk. Uh, but I'm also intrigued if if more things do get pulled from aftermath. Uh, there's the bounty hunter uh, Jasa Amari. Mm, yes, yes. Uh, yeah. So I think she jumps to mind. Partially just because she's a little younger, right? And yeah. I'm I'm intrigued by that. If 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 Cad Bane was the best of the best, but he ain't around anymore, and maybe we'll get to hear that story. Right. Uh, and then Boba Fett was the best of the best. Uh, Fennec was up there. Uh, in Boba Fett's absence, in uh, Fennec's, you know, getting older, who's the best of the best right now? Who's the hot shot? 
Ooh, yeah. Yeah. And and can we have a, a, a an episode that's like uh, Manalo uh, Manalo evolves the box episode? <laughs> Moralo evolves. Yeah. Moralo, not Manalo. Moralo evolves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it. Any other bounty of hunter thoughts? Um, other than it just, I, I again, I don't need a roll call of names we've known. Get, but what they're trying to do, what this, what the trailers are looking at, it'd be weird to me that some of these other characters don't at least have some interest in Boba Fett returning. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we could go through and list almost every bounty hunter who is known to be alive at this time or <laughs> speculated to be alive. And hell, it's Star Wars. They could come back to life. So, mm-hmm. uh, so many options there. But we're going to move on um, to, we talked a little bit about this uh, with, uh, with, you know, being in Jabba's palace. Do you want any of Jabba's old entourage uh, to appear. Uh, Malakili, the Rancor Keeper. We already talked about Scarred Salacious. Uh, did Droopy McCool make it out alive? Uh, according to that uh, 2019 character encyclopedia, yes. So do you want to see the whole Max Rebel band? Mm-hmm. Is there anything out of Jabba's old gang that you want to see around? Uh, I am I'm all in on Malakili, um, a character that uh, in, in Aftermath uh, does survive and factors a little bit into those interlude stories with Cobb Van. Um, am I thinking that they're going to hit those exact cannon beats? No, but um, if he's out there, he's a, he's uh, he's there. Um, and and you know, there's that shot we've already seen in trailers of um, them looking down into the the Rancor uh, cave, the Rancor uh, area. There, I can't I can't imagine job. I only had one. I know everyone's calling for Moochie. Um, <laughs> Tisa has gone, but it just you know, it, it, just because you move in to the zoo doesn't mean you know how to take care of the animals. So you're gonna need someone there, and that was a little bit of Malakili's appeal to Cobb Vant and his uh, his team. So uh, I, I, that one would work for me more than uh, perhaps any other of the other ones. I think that one is is really intriguing to me too, because yeah, we are going through this uh, time in Star Wars where we're, we're kind of reexamining exactly how. Uh, animals and beasts and monsters get treated uh and how that storytelling builds up around them and also from that perspective that we know at least some of the creators uh, of this uh favreau feloni uh, rodriguez right uh malakili uh, back in the day uh, when he was just the rancor keeper he was one of those you know return the jedi they, they made a lot of the characters like here kids yeah yeah <laughs> topless guy that, that, that's his name the rancor keeper a topless guy whatever you want to call him go yeah. for it uh <laughs> I, I always thought it was shirtless george went as uh, who I, I thought <laughs> yeah that's why yeah all the aliens are yelling norm in the piece when he <laughs> walks in for sure uh yeah but just from that perspective of like you know what when uh favreau has literally said like what i want to make a star wars uh collection uh story story out of you have only the weird action figures in one boba fett and mm-hmm. that was kind of his explanation of the beginning of mandalorian from that perspective malakili makes sense malakili and a rancor makes sense i absolutely you're gonna you're gonna see a rancor you're gonna and now i'm, I'm, I'm you have to see malakili <laughs> And, you know, if they if there's still time, I've, I've over course of time worked myself up to be perfect for that role. So I'm ready for it. <laughs> Ken putting his hat in the ring. <laughs> Probably a little late in production, but, um, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But you never know. Reshoots. Reshoots. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, are, any, anything else from uh, Jabba's entourage? Uh, I mean, the, the band is it, 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 it's almost seems like a bridge too far for me. Almost. But yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say no. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there is that 8D droid in the background. Is, is that 8D8? Right. At the meeting? Right. 
Yep. Or it was, yeah. They'd, yeah, EV99 seems to have gotten a different job at the bar. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Malakili is really interesting to me because I think there's some actual storytelling possibility with uh, what does it mean to be a keeper of beasts? Um, but also, yeah, it, it, obviously there's some people in the background at the at the tag. Uh, but if he's reforming Jabba's, uh, you know, crime mm-hmm. empire, it does make sense that maybe a few of the same characters would be kind of trying to linger. Yeah. So that is of interest to me, even if it is just a background character that we get to know Amon Amon a little bit better. Oh, finally. <laughs> so the the production design does seem to be really all in on deep Star Wars history, right? We're seeing a video game accurate hangar under Jabba's palace, uh, doorways that match uh, deleted scenes from A New Hope. What other sort of just deep level Star Wars nerdery might you want? Uh, spending uh, even more time inside uh, Boba Fett's ship. Uh, we've grown up calling it Slave One. Uh, you know, there was the thing of the the marketing, the toy boxes seem to remove that. Um, I've heard other rumors that maybe there's something about that now again, but uh, speculating, just spending time in that ship a little bit more. I loved that in Mando season two. And that, that was actually the reason they put it in. They're like, hey, Favreau, have you ever daydreamed about, yeah, I have too. Let's put it in. Um, <laughs> what does it look like when it rotates on the inside? Yeah. I mean, it seems silly, but uh, yeah, I mentioned the Padre stuff earlier. Again, I don't need, I don't need, um, you know, uh, you know, desperate to uh, drunk uh, Ben Quadrinos there, but, uh, or Sebulba or everyone, but it, 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 it was so, it's such a big part of Jabba's world, the underworld's uh, world up until maybe the new Republic and, 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 you know, and, and, and even then when Qui-Gon meets it, you know, it's, it's kind of already outlawed and everything. It's still there. It's still big. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't mind just something, some kind of visit there, but uh, that's just me that, cause that's what I love as a star Wars nerd. So that m- might not be everybody's. Yeah. I can't remember without looking it up exactly when in Canon, the new Republic allegedly outlawed it. Uh, right. Right. But yeah, no, it'd be great. I would be happy to see a, a tipsy Team Toe uh, Paglius. <laughs> well, the, the, the one teaser trailer, uh, we, we saw, you know, the pit droid in distress there. I mean, yeah. just, how do you not think about that? And and I know they were in Mando, but it's like, again, you see him in Mando, you think of pod race. But yeah, but you, I can imagine like either, you know, uh, Boa shutting down the pod races or the arena, you know, falling into disrepair and having some sort of like, you know, a real uh, standoff, uh, gunslinger standoff in that empty arena. Right, right. Uh, great. Yeah. Great stuff. Absolutely. Um, how about this, Ken? Mm. Do you have any interest, or would this be too much, to see Boba Fett uh, visit Kenobi's hut? Uh, I don't have a problem with that. Is, it a, is that a bridge too far? Maybe. But I'm thinking of the Marvel Comics uh, run in the, in, the, in the 2015 range where uh, Boba Fett does go there and Luke is there. And that's how Boba Fett, around that time, Boba Fett gets his name. So I don't know. Uh, maybe he yeah, moved, figures out Luke's name. Yeah. yeah maybe he moved in there. <laughs> that's, the, that's what I was thinking at first. I was like, ah, this is funny. And I was like, wait, okay. I'm just going to put myself in Boba Fett's uh, shoes. Yeah. Uh, if I burst out of a Sarlacc half dead <laughs> and at some point just needed a place to chill, I'd probably go through my list of places that I know are abandoned and I know people stay the hell away from. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. It's not something, I, it's not something I need at all. Um, Cause uh, I imagine we might spend some time with it in, in the Kenobi series, but uh, we're, we're in a different time. And I wouldn't yep. mind seeing it. 
they got the sets built. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? I'm sure Ewan McGregor and Tamar Morrison just passed each other in the hall right. on the way to the set. Yep, it's all yours now. Yep. Uh, how about this? Do you want a more lore in modern canon about uh, Boba Fett's Wookiee braids? Do you want to learn that he took them from at a Chitcuck? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, if we're, and I also want a full explanation of the knee darts. I want everything. You want every every piece, every yep. piece explained. Maybe a Wookiee comes after him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He's got he's got some debts to pay too uh, against Wookies. Uh, so there is now, of course, because of Mandalorian uh, season two, there is the Cobb Vance dream that book or comic book characters are absolutely open uh, to appear in these live action shows, possibly with uh, slight adjustments to the details of their stories. Is there anybody from books or comics that you want to see pop up in Book Above That? I absolutely do. You kind of accidentally almost uh, stumbled into it. I am a big fan of Black Kersantan, Santi, if you're uh, a friend um, from Dr. the Dr. Afra series. I was not familiar, uh, actually worked with uh, Boba Fett at the very beginning of that Marvel run. That's where we met him. A uh, big, formidable, uh, like dark, uh, almost like grayish black furred Wookiee with a scar named Blacker Santon. A very, very, very uh, good bounty hunter, uh, among other things. And um, kind of goes on to... Uh, Afra. Now I'm I'm doing as we're talking. I'm just I'm just doing that scroll. I mean, you know, did he die at any point? I, I, yeah, I'm so behind in some of the comics at times, and and there's nothing listed uh, yet. Um, but this would be a good chance to do that, and it's something that would make sense. And I have uh, I, two three years ago, I would have been like, nah, I don't think they're going to do it. I, I have with stuff we've seen in Mando already, and uh, stuff we've seen even some of the comics bringing certain characters in and out. It, it could make sense and it could make sense for the series. And I just would have a lot of fun with it. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it could be a, maybe he needs something substantive from this mm-hmm. character or it could just be, yeah, he's in a lineup, you know? Yeah. And that's fun. Yeah. And, and not for nothing. I don't know if this is the right series to do it, but uh, you know, references or even seeing Afra herself. Yeah. I, I think we need to get there one day. It's such a good popular character from the comics. Uh, a mention might be appropriate here. I, you know, I think you're really onto something. I had written down Afra, but I felt like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, you know, it, I, it seems maybe like she should kind of explode into her own show, right? Yeah. Um, that, which has been rumored over over the years. But a mention is, that's great. Yeah, yeah, it might be. Yeah, it, it's, it's you know, I want her to have the spotlight. I, I don't mind the idea of her showing up here and that's springing uh, her onto more of a bigger spotlight, bigger stage. Still a lot of Star Wars fans might not be super familiar with the character, unfortunately. Um, but that'd be a good way to do it. But also, you know, come on, Aphra's not a page in someone else's book. <laughs> no, she she just takes the whole book herself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, so that would be great. I think for me, my mind went to, partially because we've had a lot of uh, storytelling in around this era a little bit earlier uh, with New Republic characters. And uh, I can see them kind of just leaving that alone. Uh, but I can also see the New Republic kind of being important. If if mm-hmm. Boba Fett's going like, they're, they're like, like we've been told in The Mandalorian, they're stretched thin. They're not paying a lot of attention to the Outer Rim because they just don't have the resources. But if you cross them, those X-Wings come and they're a problem. Um, yeah. If that's a part of his reshaping of like, I, I don't have respect for them, <laughs> yeah. you know, but, uh, but I also don't want to fight with them. So we're going to reshape this. So they're going to leave us alone. We'll do our thing and they'll do their thing. I, 
there's that whole big question of how much is the New Republic or even the shadow of the New Republic going to affect uh, Boba Fett. And then my mind goes to some of those characters that we've met of yeah. who, especially characters who are maybe uh, know how to know how to talk uh, scum, know how to talk scoundrel, like uh, Singer Rathvelis from the New Republic. Singer, that's a great, that's a great call. Well, we need Singer live, uh, live and in living color and, and live action. Yeah, Singer uh, from Aftermath. Uh, Google him if you're you're not uh, familiar with him. I really enjoyed him, but I, I don't think it makes as much sense from anybody from Alphabet Squadron. But you got a lot of characters floating around, you know, who could be there to be representing the New Republic, possibly. Erica Quill. That's that's a big one too. Yeah, I, I and yep. it's, it's fun. This is a wild. This is all wild speculation, but I just have the the Cobb Vanth of it all. It like you that you're right to tie it into that. I just never thought I'd see that. Uh, but they, yeah. it wasn't just that they couldn't avoid it. It was just like, this was like, Hey, we want fat. We want his armor back. This exists. And it was like, it's, it's, it's a good use of this character. And, and people reacted to it. Even people who weren't super familiar with Cobb Vanth were like, oh, I like this guy. It worked. Yeah. And I think that's it is if the story demands it and one of these characters fit, like I can see that if, if the new Republic is a conflict and like, uh, Boba Fett's causing problems and, and there's an emissary from the new Republic saying like, look, you know, we aren't going to ignore this forever. Do we have a character who'd be that? Like, it, yeah, Singer. He was left working with Mon Mothma, but he he comes from a rough and tumble background. He knows how to talk bounty hunter, you know? Right, 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 right. Yeah. So who knows? Who knows? Well, we are just about wrapping up our fun speculation, our getting hype for the book of Boba Fett. Uh, Ken, here is a, a final fun question. What is just the wildest, possibly absurd thing that could happen in this show? Yeah, I honestly think you, you, you touched on it, and this is where I was going to go. But if you're putting together the show and you're saying, you know, Bib ran the place, Boba Fett takes it over, and he's trying to establish it, but he's in Jabba's palace, and Jabba is dead. Are you telling me Rada is not going to have, <laughs> a, a, you know, an investment in that fight? That Rada, so a, a little grown up, aged up, don't call me stinky Rada, shows on up. With some sort of hut army, I, I, you know, I'm you call me crazy, but it seems like at some point, somebody. If you're Dave Filoni and you're on the set and you're and you're all like, do you, hey, you all, you all know that Jabba had a kid, right? <laughs> and Trevor's yep. like, what are you talking about? And there was a Clone Wars movie. Well, what are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> I, it, it seems wild, but it also seems more realistic than you'd think. It's just this beautiful, strange time we're living in where, like, right now it does feel like, yeah, even a couple of years ago, that would have been a joke, right? This serious Disney Plus show about Boba Fett yeah. uh, running the crime ring. Yeah, Jabba's son, who is mostly about comedy, and it's going to show up in, in the book of Boba Fett. And then, like, smash cut to a couple weeks from now, it'll be like, week four, here's the character poster, Rod of the Hutlet. <laughs> yeah, here's a giant cardboard cutout. Like, yeah. it's, Cobb Vanth has made this stuff seem, seem possible. Really has. It really, really has. Uh, so, yeah, that, that, that was going to be my answer. That is the one, that is the one. There's a lot of wild answers to get to, but that would Yeah. This is the one that isn't going to happen, I don't think. Um, and maybe some other people uh, are pulling for it of get towards the end. Uh, Boba has been through a lot and suddenly uh, a new enemy appears. Mm. It is Mace Windu. He has survived. Yeah. And then uh, Boba Fett just kills him and we don't know anything about Mace Windu. <laughs> <laughs> 
that won't happen into uh, big Mace Windu fans uh, is always I would love to see uh, more Mace storytelling uh, in this particular context. I'm I'm joking around. I love that. Love that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, any final thoughts to wrap up our speculation and hype about Book of Boba Fett? Uh, I'm hyped, man. I'm hyped. I'm hyped more than I thought I'd be. And it's easy for us to say, hey, we celebrate all Star Wars and we're Star Wars fans and we want new content. And da, 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 da. Uh, it, it's it's uh, we're spoiled for sure. But that doesn't mean everything's going to connect with you. And, and there was a, a point early on where I'm just like, yeah, great. Uh, I'm overlooking that Boba Fett. I can't wait to get Kenobi. Can't wait to get to Andor. Give me more. Uh, give me the emphasis necessaries I want. Give me all this stuff. But here we are. The teasers started dropping. All these wild speculative thoughts uh, come rushing into your head. And we're on the cusp of new Star Wars. And there ain't nothing better than that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm right there with you. I really have a lot of faith in this creative team. I have a lot of faith with what they've already started building with Boba Fett as a character and with Fennec Shan. So I really think this is going to be up my alley. (laughs) I think I'm going to really enjoy this um, and and be able to really dive into like big ideas and have fun discussing them with you and the rest of the the Star Wars fandom. but there is also that part of me that is just uh, the the kid in me is alive. And if <laughs> if this show is nothing but a valet droid helping Tamora Morrison put the Boba Fett armor on for eight hours, right. I'd still be like, damn, look at that. Boba Fett stomping around Tatooine. Yeah. There, there's, there is just a pure uh, aesthetic, let's spend more time with this character, let's spend more time with this world joy for me. And that combination of having a lot of faith in the depth and such excitement for just the the thrill of Boba Fett is great. It's great. Hey, you know what? We said this before. It's kind of a great time to be a Star Wars fan still. It really is. And with that, Ken, do you want to let people know where they can find us? Absolutely. If you're just kind of joining us here, uh, getting to know us, uh, we are here uh, about three, four times a week. We are on Twitter at Force Center Pod. We're on Instagram and YouTube as well. Episodes are rebroadcast there in an audio form. Facebook page is Force Center Podcast. Podcast is available on ACAST, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, and more, including Spotify and Amazon Music. The list continues to grow. Uh, you can get merch at tpublic.com slash user slash force center. And you can support us by going to patreon.com slash force center. We have a special limited series going on right now on the companion app. Uh, you can uh, listen to databank dive. If you want to check them out, it's uh, a great service behind a paywall that just has a, a wonderful, uh, super served community of sci-fi fans. We're uh, in the middle of that show over there. Check that out. If you want more information on our Patreon page, uh, you can follow me at cadnapsock. Go to my website, cadnapsock.com for information for upcoming comedy shows in the new year joseph for you yeah you can find me twitter instagram tiktok is at joseph scrimshaw i do a a couple different things on social media but one of the things i have fun doing is sharing my unopened action figures maybe i'll share a few of my opened ones but there are a lot more unopened ones Uh, so check me out on social media there and then for all my other comedy adventures uh links to comedy albums uh shows i've written for all kinds of stuff like that you can find it on my website at josephsgrimshot.com. But for now, for myself, for Ken, for Rada, the aged hutlet and salacious <laughs> scarred bee crumb, <laughs> the deadly quacking monkey lizard, this has been Force Center.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.